brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who going this town tonight Welcome to the Kwame Sports Talk We got a full house today Uh Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska in the studio. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Day after, well, what is it, about two or three days after the Super Bowl? A couple which, days. Which is a, which Depends is on your math. You guys, I don't like math. <laughs> this, is the, this is the new math, yeah. I don't yeah. like math. You don't need your fingers <laughs> anymore. Mm-mm. I just need one finger. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes two. Yeah, you one finger. Did you guys enjoy the Super Bowl or did you have a Super Bowl party? Just in a house or... You At a party of one. <laughs> party one? Party one is good. Yeah. Uh, you same, same. Same. Just sat on the couch. Some people. Some I, had yeah. two, I had two. Boy, I had the biggest party. It was well, a, I had a dog. Depends on if I you had count me the dog. and my I kid. Had, Does I that had count? two also. <laughs> you had two. Oh. Yeah. You and Bud Light? Me, well, no. It was it was uh, Jack a, Daniels whiskey. Is what you it and was. a six-pack. Honey? Just a little bit. Honey? No, that's so gross. <laughs> Jack Honey's wow, too disgusting. Yeah. To you it is. You can just I say put it. sugar in my jacket if I agave. wanted something sweet. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that. He's a little agave. So I, I've had some on the airplane. We, I, it was Jack Daniels. I was asking for crown maple, uh, which is good. Mm-hmm. you got to add Sprite, son. Yeah. That's good. Ginger ale. Yeah, like, like vanilla that. white Russians. So those, good, too. Those are good. Those good are smooth. Yeah. yeah, no, but it was a <laughs> super bowl. <laughs> alcohol is <All> inside. <laughs> alcohol, you know, you talk about the Super Bowl, you got to talk about drinking. You and do. Some, and some wings. Yeah. So no, it was. I thought, I thought it was a good Super Bowl. I uh, had a little problem with the uh, lights going off. The entertainment was good. Lights had, on, lights yeah, off. Uh, yeah. Not ready to play. Uh, I think a lot of guys made statements in that game, which was huge. Um, Flacco being one, Flacco doing mm-hmm. something no other, no quarterback in the history of football has done, and he wins the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in the process of doing that. All the talk we make about Flacco, mm-hmm. and I be, I'm one of them. That he doesn't seem like that elite guy, but. I mean, that's just perception. That's like outside yeah. looking in mm-hmm. when all he does is win in the postseason. Right. He's just quiet about it. He's, He's quiet. And, and I like those guys, too. I don't I don't like the guys that's, you know, you go make a play and you brag about it. Like, right. You're like, doing your job, dude. Act like, doing you've your been, job. Yeah. Yeah. Act like you've been there. And Flacco, yeah. he goes about his business. He wins the, he wins the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was amazing. MVP. Yeah. Um, I, I do question the MVP yeah. part of it because, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of stuff he was doing, he wasn't even – the receivers did play yeah. a huge part in that. So I don't Jacoby know why they, Jones made uh, Sports yeah. Illustrated. Yeah, he made a yeah. huge play. Yeah. Uh, Anquan made a huge play. I thought you can argue about Jacoby Jones, but I thought Anquan, I, you got to share that stuff. You just can't give it to one guy. Right. And yeah. no, especially when you see what you see what happened out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy Flacco uh, makes some plays. Some of those plays I thought he was throwing out of bounds or run out of bounds, but he trusts his receivers. But when you got Anquan Bolden, mm-hmm. who's still bullying a yeah. lot of corners. Um, when you got Jacoby Jones, uh, those guys making plays, uh, getting up and making plays, it's just it's hard for me to give the the, uh, the MVP to one guy. But at the end of the day, 
these guys win the Super Bowl. And Flacco has put his name up as the top five highest paid. It'll be a sin, in my opinion, if they franchise this guy. Mm-hmm. And and I say that, but it's an $18 million franchise for right. one year. Uh, but he doesn't get any signing bonus. But w- my opinion in the franchise is we, you, a lot of teams don't use it in the right, right way. They'll franchise a guy with no hopes of signing him uh, to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. So why would you do that to him if you don't want him yeah. and you're being selfish? And, and you have the right to do that. Yeah. Wes if Walker. You, Wes yeah. Walker, twice. Take, take uh, him, don't lock him up. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We, had a, we had a linebacker here in Arizona that was franchised twice, and then they let him go. You franchise a guy, mm-hmm. sign him to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. But they, get, but they get paid. They get paid, they, but they, they get, get they a hell of a they, they get well, I mean, is there really any loyalty in sports anymore? <laughs> There's no, no. loyalty in no, so no loyalty it doesn't so it doesn't really matter. I think Flacco's gonna get Flacco's gonna get Buku money. And to the point of elite quarterback, none of these quarterbacks were elite until they became elite. So Tom Brady wasn't elite until he wanted until the Tuck rule and Adam Vinatieri kicks field goals. He became elite. Peyton Manning wins a bunch of regular season games, he becomes elite without even winning a Super Bowl, and then he wins one. Drew Brees was elite. I think that's the media too. To, to your point, I think because yeah. they're more of, marketable. Yeah, a lot of the media. Because Flacco, when I started this all, he just don't look marketable. But Flacco wins game. If you can, if you in a marketing department, you do your job. You can market that guy. But he doesn't look marketable because he doesn't look like he didn't even get the cover. He don't right. Yeah. He didn't even get the cover. He didn't get the cover. Ray yeah, Lewis like, didn't even get the cover. Said. Right. So before the Super Bowl, I don't think I ever heard Flacco speak. <laughs> like the Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> it was always every time they showed the Ravens, it was like Ray Lewis talking or somebody else was because speaking. I never talking. heard him you, speak. You know why? Because all that stuff sells tickets. And they don't think Flacco can sell tickets. Right. They don't think he can be. He's marketable enough to put him on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's mark, but he's MVP enough to go to Disney right after the. After well, the Super and did you, did you see when they were interviewing Ray Lewis after the game, and the whoever the announcer was was holding onto the mic? He, it's like Ray Lewis. It was like a tug of war. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was trying to get it out of him. If mic, you give that he, mic to Ray, he's not getting you're it. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're done. The they show's over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, well, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I think Flacco is well deserving. <laughs> I don't care if he lays an egg for the next next three years. He, up to what he did right now, winning the Super Bowl. Being a winningest coach, a postseason quarterback in NFL history, he deserved to get compensated for that. And 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 you make and Alex, you say he makes it is a lot of money. It's eighteen million dollars. Is it? It's from seventeen to twenty million dollars in that range. Yeah. The top five at the franchise position. Well, it'll be interesting if he goes into a Drew Brees type of situation where he becomes a holdout and but then plays that, with that the destroys money. The, yeah. That destroys the camaraderie of the team. Look at oh, Drew it does. Brees. It, now but, you got yeah. guys you can't go practice with them now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not so much. And everybody and I, I have this conversation all the time, whether we're on the air or out and about. It's not the eighteen million dollars his concern. It's the signing bonus that's guaranteed him. Now this franchise is a guaranteed number. Mm-hmm. It's right. guaranteed, right. but. You for one year. What if that one year he gets hurt? That's the all That's he right. make. Yep. When, when yep. he can get some, he can get eighteen guaranteed and a five-year contract, a six-year contract, easily. They're, they're going to pay him. They have to. No, it, he's, he's going to get a deal. I mean, even look look at the AFC. Look look at, look at their division. Pittsburgh is going to be non non-existent in the next two or three years because Roethlisberger is on the tail end of his career. Cincinnati's good, but they're young. They are the front runner in that division now. So you lock down a top seven quarterback or a top five quarterback with that defense, even without Ray Lewis, or if, if Ed Reed goes to New England like people are talking about him doing, they're always going to be able to rejuvenate defense. Courtney Upshaw was a great draft pick for him. He came in, and, and he played like a veteran this year. They need to lock him down, and they will pay him. It will be crazy not to pay him because now you destroy the uh, camaraderie of that team. Now you got fans wondering where this organization is going. Um, but but I don't, 
to Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think Pittsburgh. He is on down in his career because he plays aggressive. He's always hurt, but he's he's that guy you want for the next three years. Pittsburgh being an organization, they're gonna have a guy in place. They, yeah, they, yeah. kind of like how I thought about the Indianapolis Colts. Then Andrew Luck comes in. They, I don't see a difference to Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning right. or how they go about their business. And he won. He won football games. He and that team won football games, but. The good teams find a way to uh, replace a guy before he's ended up leaving that two or three years before he leaves that team. Uh, I thought Pittsburgh was one of the teams that did a great job at that, if not the best job at it, in a sense that they draft third and fourth rounders and give them time mm-hmm. to grow. They yeah. let these guys grow. And Baltimore was always looked at as a baby Pittsburgh. They were always max around the same. Right. You have a run defense. Right. You, have, you have a run game. You have a defense, and you have a serviceable quarterback. And now Joe Flacco is making Trent Dilfer look, look like he should never should play in the NFL. Flacco gets a big deal. I, I'm, I'm no one, one thing. Go ahead, Deb. Oh, I was just going to say, and Flacco kept things calm, too. I mean, his demeanor in the game and on the sidelines helps the rest of the team. Well, well you know yeah. who else did that? Um, Alex Smith did that. And mm. I'm like, how you going right. to bench me for you? You are not. This is an unwritten law in the national football league. I think in all sports, you do not lose your job to an injury. Because no. you play a physical sport, right. and when you come back, that job is yours. Mm-hmm. Kaepernick got under that center, and it was over because yeah. he was more dynamic. He right. looks good. He gave the team more offensive ability, uh, weaponry. Getting outside the pocket, stressing linebackers out, and he can throw the football. Right. And that's, yeah, and that's great. And that's great in between the twenties. But when it gets down, he was 0 for seven in the red zone oh, passing. Yeah. And you you have 168 yards rushing as a team, 6.3 yards per carry. You don't run the ball once in the red zone see, when you need to score. See, I, I like this. Uh, when you say run run the ball, Frank Gore had over 100 yards rushing. He right. had 70 yards rushing. Run the ball. I, that's I'm, your I'm bread a, and butter. I'm in favor for that. Yeah. I'm in favor of starting the game and finish the game running the ball. Uh, if you that dominant. But you, you watch a good team like the uh, a good defensive team like the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens, they can defend what what was killing every team in the National Football League or every team the San Francisco 49ers played, every team that the Washington Redskins played with that offense, that pistol, that midpoint offense. They took away the inside of everything mm-hmm. that he was trying to do. So if you was going to run out, it's going to take you time to get outside. And they have enough defensively. Baltimore to stop that. So then they start searching. A lot of a lot of stuff went into play with that game that I had a problem with. One was the lights going out. Mm-hmm. Baltimore was killing these guys momentum wise. Mm-hmm. Momentum wise, and and I'm not saying somebody wanted San Francisco to win. I'm not saying someone wants San Francisco to win. It's just that um, it was more for TV and marketability that every eye was still on that TV as those lights was out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I, to see what was going on. Well, <laughs> no one has control of that. Right. Now it could happen, but that was my thought when it happened. That, that was my new favorite stat. What's that? After lights out. After lights out. Before lights out, they had this many yards and this passing and this, and then after lights out. Yeah. Oh, 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 the. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think the, only, the only conspiracy involved would be uh, the NFL making, what, an extra $20 million on commercials? Right. Yeah. I mean, all the. I, that's what all I said. I said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. all the. Yeah, all the. All the um, behind the scene commercials that didn't get to make it. Yeah. No, so, I, so they got I agree. on. I think that. I mean, one thing with Joe Flacco is, though, is that he only, gave, he only scored six points in the second half. That team only scored six points in the second half. Yeah, momentum so went out. So all of his yards were in the first half. Even with the Ed Reed uh, interception, the horrible, uh, horrible interception that um, Kaepernick threw, right. they got into they got into territory. Field goal. You don't you don't think uh, Randy Moss had something to do with that? I uh, he didn't he didn't necessarily give up on the play. He didn't even attempt to well, make the that play. W- okay, Manu Bowl wouldn't have been able to catch that ball. I, I, well, I don't I don't know, but I don't know <laughs> I don't know. Randy Moss is a different guy. I say that about any other guy, maybe in any other receiver. 
But Randy Moss jumps out the gym. He's been that guy from day one. Yeah. But he's also been that guy who did what he did from day one. No, that's true. I understand. So I mean, I'll I, at least try for it because okay, he can't. <laughs> that's not his style. That's okay. never been his style. Try exactly. <laughs> but let me say let me say this. Him trying to get that ball may have shielded uh, Ed Reed's vision from even catching the ball. Yeah. But just giving him a fair catch, that's nothing. Ed Reed got – he has the most interceptions, I believe, that any safety, the most by any safety Tied, in the postseason. Yeah, in the postseason, Tied, yeah. Um, so at least help your quarterback out in, in a situation like that, Cindy. No, I was just – the lights went out, though, for both teams. It, yeah, but one of them was getting smashed. Yeah. yeah, one of them was getting smashed. smashed. If you you're saw playing John- in the Super Bowl, it's the biggest game of the year. If you're that Super Bowl, you keep it, keep it going. Well, yeah, you know well, that's, uh-uh. that's, that's that's really that's, easy to say yeah. with momentum. Momentum, yeah. it, there's never, an, it's inexplic, it's inexplicable what momentum is and, because and it shouldn't, it shouldn't make as much sense as it does. But it, but does, it always yeah. does. It does. John Harbaugh was having. Uh, he he blew a gasket on the sideline with oh, the NFL yeah. official. Yeah, what was he, is never, that who he was yelling he at? Yeah, he's like, get yeah. this game going. What are we waiting for? I'll tell you what. I've we'll never t- seen him. We'll take a break. So it's, it's so emotional in football. The national anthem make these guys cry. But uh, we'll take a break. When we come back and finish up on the Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers, we'll talk a little bit about basketball. You maybe. better believe it. Just a little bit. And then we get into some other stuff. Cause I, I'm, I'm reading something that says uh, uh, Lance Armstrong won't pay back $12 million. From Last Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Deborah DeBreeze, Cindy Lister. flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Formula Sports Talk. Oh my goodness, cut the music right off on us. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. There's no blend. Who's that guy right there? <laughs> hey, well, we back. We're talking about the Baltimore Ravens. Let me ask. We, Alex, you said something, but I know we were just. You know, we were talking off the air, but I've heard this a lot lately. Why does everybody all of a sudden hate Ray Lewis? I'm so happy you asked that. Okay, because I was I, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, no. I'm not talking about just Ray Lewis. Okay, this is what I was thinking about this today. It shows you how put more little. Thought into it. I'm sorry. You need to put more thought into it. Just right? not, no, just not no, today. No, <laughs> it shows. Oh, yeah, I understand. It shows how much. It, it shows a relationship between athletes and fans, and I'm gonna tell you why. 
we forgive easily when it comes to sports athletes and actors and whatever, as long as the status quo is upheld with what we want to see and what they can give us. Can I interrupt you for real quick? Yeah. I think it's I, – I hear where you're going, uh, and we, we do forgive easy, but I think we forgive who we want to like. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't want to like Ray well, Lewis, I'm not going to forgive right, him. We forgive right. exemplary athletes because they put out a product for whatever specific for, sport that we want to see, that we want to watch, we want to pay for. And that, like, Adam Pac-Man Jones, he was, he was, he was, uh, Neanderthal. He was exiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he wasn't an exemplary athlete. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't a Ray Lewis, so we forgive so we can still watch what we want to watch. I, I, let mm-hmm. me, let me tell you, to yeah. that comment right there, I want to say this, because I'm going to say you, you got to hit the nail on the head. I'm going to say this. I stopped, I love Seinfeld. Love Seinfeld. I stopped watching it because that idiot on the show, and oh, then right. time went by, time went by, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I start watching a, a segment here and a segment there, and then I find myself watching Seinfeld again. It's and it's, again. But it's to your point, we make excuse. I think we put that built-in excuse or. It's always all about us. It is. Yeah, and, and so we can like what we want to like. Unfortunately, right. the bottom line about that is that we don't care about the players, and the players don't care about us. That's that's like to a cer- like in Joe Flacco on on David Letterman. No, no, to a certain extent, Joe Flacco on David Letterman was like. When it comes down to it, yeah, the fans are great, but I play for the ten guys around me, and that's right. true. And so, that's, and that's, and, that, true. and that's what I mean is that not necessarily we don't we don't care about, but it's us for. You're right. It is. It's us first, regardless to the fan or to the player. You know, granted, they pay part of your salaries, and and we pay to go watch entertainment, and and sports and whatnot. But it's never going to be. We're never going to see on the same page. And the National Football League, seventeen million tickets were sold last year. So I I, I don't see the fans pay for the entertainment. They don't pay the salary as much as most people think. And I, I know you wasn't saying that, but not as much people think. Right. They well, don't the media pay the, and everything Right. Because yeah. the, the NFL, before the ball was kicked off, made 8 to $14 million. Mm-hmm. This before it was kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you think about that money. There's not a fan that I don't like um, that, that enjoys the sport or any sport. Uh, I've never had a problem with fans, not, not that I can remember, but – the part, the part I don't like with fans when we make excuses to like somebody or just to like. My question was, why does everyone starting to hate Ray Lewis? Mm-hmm. Because his name coming up. I don't like snitches. Okay, let's say Ray took some deer antler spray. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say he did that. Why the Super Bowl? Why coming out now? When if he took it four weeks ago when they played at home in the um and what the first playoff game? Right. He had to take it before that to even get into that game. Why right now? Right? Why? Is everyone looking for a reason again to hate Ray Lewis? And then uh, 2000 comes up when they play in Atlanta in the Super Bowl. That comes up. He was in a murder case. To the comments we were making, we want to forgive who we like. I think I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go, you can look at Tiger Woods. I, I've liked Tiger Woods, but I never liked Tiger Woods for his being a father or being married. I always like Tiger Woods for his... Because that's what he is to you. That's what it is He's the entertainment value. Yeah. Does right. it make a difference if... Because if I never watched Tiger Woods again, I could care less. Does it make a difference though what, if what they did, like with Tiger Woods cheating on his wife, has nothing to do with his golf? It, does it make a difference if what they do... As a human being? Their play, is, if it affects their personal life or if it affects their ability, like cheating, like taking the human growth hormones or taking steroids or whatever, which affects their game... We I'm not. A, I've never taken a drug. I've never taken a, to play a sport. I never taken uh, steroids or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, I just want because I, I drink. I drink coffee. <laughs> One, two, three, and again. Because I drink coffee. 
and I and that's a drug. And I drink. Uh, I, I have. I like beer. That's a drug. Really, if you it's a drug if you abuse it. But I don't. People who take that stuff. If what, it's an HDA? off field or an on field, if it's off field, what they do is off the field, or if what they do is on. The I think Tiger effects. off the field. Yeah, I think Tiger off the field situation affected his on the field situation, um, which at, took away from the fans' enjoyability. It took away from me yeah, wanting to watch him. So you've got to have something to blame. So you've got to blame. You've got to blame the cause of what you think is causing the lessening, lessening of the entertainment value that you're yeah, getting. Right. Out but, of but, it. Then, but then you look at baseball and everybody cheats, and the ones that apologize, even so, Cindy, at your apologize point, apologize early too. So, so right. yeah, so so they cheat. So they're cheaters. In, in essence, they're cheaters. Right. Okay. To one extent or another, and you apologize. You stop taking it. And we see your numbers drop off, but they're like, well, you know, I still love this player for what he did when he was cheating. People don't really look at it as that, but look at the numbers. He won, he won World Series, and now we're still going we're gonna to love him again. All of them are going to lie. It's just how they lie, what lie they tell that gets me. I, well, mean, I think you, part of the Ray Lewis thing is that he's all this, you know, God thing and God this and all that. Yeah. And it's not so much that he believes in God and that he's shifted his life, and we assume that he's doing this off the field as well. It's his way of demonstrating it on the field, I think that really is a turnoff. I mean, if somebody has to profess out loud and God is on my side and God's the way we're going to win and all that kind of crap, it's like, it's overload. I think it's people, because uh, I, I, I think, um, I, I'll say this to that, that most people, you don't bring your religion or your politics or right. into your somebody, don't, your, your, to somebody else. Mm-hmm. If that's what you believe in, that's fine, but don't that's go yours. overboard. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, I, that's I, yours. Don't and it's overboard. like he's overcompensating. Right. And if somebody accepts an award and they happen to, within their acceptance speech, say, you know, thank the Lord, you know, thank God, you know, for my gifts or whatever, yeah. that's just, cool. just got yeah. 10 DUIs last week. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of DUIs, no, I'm just saying some guys, <laughs> some guys will right. do some things and... Um, Go to prison, come out, and, and then it's they, they, they thank God. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a saying that they can't change their life. I'm like saying, okay, work into it. Now, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess when, Show you, me, don't okay, tell when me. you feel a certain way, I guess when you feel a certain way, you want to express it. Like when you right. fall in love, you want to tell the whole world you in love. Jump yeah. up and on so, couches, so, right. and do <laughs> 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 while you're praying to aliens. So uh, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting. It's interesting though that you say that, and people have so much hatred, quote-unquote, towards Tim Tebow, who doesn't do that at all. And he does exactly what you're saying to do. Just show it. Show it. Just yeah. show but it. He and he it gets he cool. gets alienated like crazy. He does. He says God. He gets alienated because he, he can't play football. Maybe he does. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Like Lewis can play. well, no, and it's also because of of, of his his devout his, religion. Yeah. Well, but he showed but, it in such a quiet manner, and the the um the media, media. The media blew it up the like crazy. And if he would have backed up what he was doing on the field with his ability, it wouldn't have been what, nearly. Why does one have to do with the other? I, I think it, that I I kind of agree with Deborah and Cindy. Um, he did it, and it was quiet. Tim, Tim Tebow was being Tim Tebow. He didn't change. He was the same guy in college. Yep. He was, and Ray wasn't the same guy in college. <laughs> with, uh, or maybe he was, and now we we seeing this right. explosion of a different guy because of what happened in his life. So that's why when, when things happen in your life, uh, athletes or anybody for that matter, and then you all of a sudden felt like, okay, I, you've been blessed to do something or you've been blessed uh, in a way that – in your mind, you really shouldn't have, and I think mm. that's Ray Lewis. That's so now you, now you explode, and now you want everybody to say you was thankful for a second chance in life and all that. See, Tim Tebow was quiet, and Tim Tebow can't play football. <laughs> uh, he, Tim, I'll take that back. I apologize, Tim. I apologize, Tim Tebow. He can play football. He cannot play quarterback. And I thought, you know, real quickly with the relevancy of the uh, pistol, 
he may be effective, but you can't throw. He can't throw. Right. He I'll, can't throw. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to answer but my Ray question. But Ray Lewis was, can play football right. at a high level. Tim Tebow can't right. at I, that quarterback position. I'll answer my question about uh, – I'm going to – I'm going to refute my question. (laughs) Why is Tim Tebow alienated? Uh, Do you remember the Super Bowl commercial? The first commercial (laughs) Super Bowl two years ago. Well, it it was him and his mom with like it was like a a, a pro pro life. It was some sort of very religious religious based uh, commercial. Where he co- where the mom stands there and then he comes out after. Mm. Maybe that's why that that was the start of that was right before he went in the NFL too. Yeah. All right, let's let's get to this. Do you guys put any weight? Let's go NBA. Do you guys put any weight on? Let me say this. I don't. I don't. But do you put any weight <laughs> on? Uh, I don't want to convince you in any way, in any shape or form. But uh, on LeBron James having almost a perfect night. But those were high percentage shots that he could have any night. Thir- 13 to 14. Yeah, I don't put any weight on that. Because the guys who had those 12 and uh, 11 and 12 nights, 13 and 14 nights, they were shooting jumpers. They were out. Larry Bird shooting three-pointers out, and he missing one out of 14 shots. LeBron James can do that probably 10 times in, in a basketball season because no one, no guard is big enough, no, no um, forward is fast enough, to defend this guy. He could do that any night he wants to. He's going to break 60 records in his career. Easily. And this is just one Easily, of them. Yeah. I mean, it, it really isn't. He he can get he can get 30 points, 8 boards, 8 assists any night he wants to. And he just I mean, sometimes in the dog days of in the dog days of the basketball season where you don't get up as much as as norm, as normally you would during the middle when you're playing the Bobcats on the road, you don't get up as much as you'd be playing the Lakers at home. But the you best know, team, the best the best athletes in the world that we know of they get up for those right. Games. Well, he can no, do yeah. it on talent alone, is what I'm saying. I mean, Michael Jordan, granted, he was different. Larry Bird was different. Magic Johnson was different. He, I mean, I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying that he's not going to shoot 13 for 14 every night. It's just not going to happen. It's it's unfathomable. You can't do it. Yeah, but it, it was high, per, high percentage shots. They, yeah. He was underneath the basket. He was driving. That's what he does best. And now, this year, this is 10th year in the league. Something not a fact. Yeah, this year, he's... Forty-three percent or forty-seven percent at the, uh, three point behind the three yeah, point. He's, That's he's outstanding. He's breaking. But we've never seen this in the NBA before. Yeah, no. But well, he's had a major. We've seen a, we've seen an evolution because we've seen Larry Bird just go unconscious. We've seen Jordan unconscious. Yeah. We've seen Magic Con- like why these guys can't. Well, be Jordan stopped? wasn't the facilitator that LeBron was. Larry Bird was, but he wasn't. I mean, he he did it in different ways. Magic Johnson wasn't the scorer that LeBron James is, obviously, and he was a better facilitator. I mean, people that you com- compare LeBron James to, you can't compare there's, him to anybody. There's nobody that you can compare that guy to. But I'm talking about uh, that natural ability, that talent that they had, and from the time he got in the lead to where he is now. We watch guys, we watch Jordan come in the lead and be Jordan. I, when I when he was in North Carolina, I just remember one shot from Jordan. Yeah, freshman, one shot, yeah, eighteen footer. That's it. So he comes in, he gets into the lead, breaks his leg, uh, second year, I think, first or second year. So Detroit Pistons. Made Michael Jordan what he was. He got tired of getting oh, beat they up. Forced him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I His t- competitiveness had to get back at what he was. Uh, you know what they were bringing to the table. Right. I won't say they made him, but they helped him very quickly become Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. They he didn't be- like losing. He didn't like lo- he didn't mm-hmm. like getting beat up all the time. He lost a lot when he was younger too. Yeah, he, he didn't. Yeah. Like I mean, beat until up. the ninety season, ninety ninety or ninety one ninety two season when they won their first championship. Well, and I look at LeBron. Whatever they lost, what he did during that off season is he went and had some major conversations with some veterans, and he got some head he, work he got done. From, he got that from Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> he got that because Kobe. Kobe used to do that because he used to go to Hakeem. But I thought yeah. you was gonna say. Um, when LeBron lost, like he lost to Charlotte 
has no business losing them. But those grown right. men get paid and play, talented enough to win games. That's when he goes off and have breaks another record mm-hmm. or a tire record. Right. And that's yeah. him. When they were down when they were down uh Three games to one, I think, to Boston last year. He had 45 points, 15 boards, and 10 assists or How something. How did he refocus he and just game changed? W- when he needs to, he can play like he did in Cleveland. And he just has better guys around him now to where he doesn't need to carry the weight like he does. But when he, when he needs to, he will. Well, and he knows what it feels like now to win. I mean, into waiting big time to get it, the award, yeah. to get the ring. It makes yeah. some people hungry, and it makes some people complacent. Right. And I, he, there's no complacency in his body. All right, well, there's basketball being played in, in, in Indianapolis, too, mm-hmm. Indiana. You got the number one school, number one. You got the uh, the uh, Pacers. Are they the most? Are they the most surprising team? And I, I won't say surprising. Are they the most uh, interesting team right now? Well, they, interesting. They have. Team, right? They were up two games to one last last year against uh, Miami in the they playoffs. They were, it, and then at they home, got hurt at home. So, I mean, Paul George is coming to his own. Uh, they just have a bunch of guys that they're a working team. They're the Baltimore Ravens of the NBA. Or, or the or the Steelers of the NBA. They just play as a team. They have a center. They have David West. They, I mean, George Hill. Didn't I mean, they, they have lose, a lot of good guys. They lost their seven-footer, right? Seven, what is Roy seven, Hibbert. Hibbert. No, he's there. He's still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but I, he's, I, he's, I, what he's been... Talk, what was the talk of him going somewhere? Uh, they, were, they paid him a lot of money to stay. And he... I mean, it shows how important Dwight Howard really is in the NBA. Right. When Roy, most centers like Roy Hibbert will give you 20 points and 15 rebounds one game and then 4 points and 6 rebounds the next. But then I looked, I looked at Indiana, I look at the Pacers, and I say, um, I say that team will compete in the East because last year they were 2-1 on um, the uh, Miami Heat. And, I, and I, the Miami Heat, I think they just, okay, they, they got what they was, their quest was. They got that ring. I think they're just waiting for the playoffs to turn yeah. it on. Oh no, absolutely. I, a lot they're of teams, still first in the first in the East. Right. A lot of players and a lot of teams can't do that, but that's one of the teams that can. I think the Oklahoma can if uh, Westbrook controls his uh, motion. Is such a punk. Tell me how you feel about Westbrook again. He's such a punk. And then uh, <laughs> and then now we're waiting for the Lakers, who's uh, who are four four games out of the playoffs. I'm sorry, not the playoffs from being 500. They are ten games, I think, out of the playoffs. Well, no, well, there's, the White Howard. Is the White Howard is he going to stay? Yeah. This is this is everybody's freaking out. Still. No, no, are we just talking about it? the We're Lakers? The, ever since Kobe decided to change his game, they're five and one. He's averaging sixteen, almost seventeen points, ten assists a game, seven rebounds. I mean, this is they're playing as a team again. And Pau Gasol in the last three games, Dwight Howard's been out. He's going to stay a Laker, and I think that it would be dumb for them this year to trade anybody because they're old. So why would you trade? Why wouldn't you just use all the juice you possibly can with this team before getting rid of players? And Dwight Howard will be fine. He's hurt. He's been hurt this whole year. Everybody just needs to relax and just watch them. They're only three games no, out of the last column in the eight seed. The Clippers. Oh, everybody's like, oh, the Clippers are the best team in LA. They, they've no. dropped off huge. Chris Paul only plays seventy, sixty-five to seventy games a year because he's hurt. If they get to the eight or That's seven seed, if they get to the eight or seven seed. They're going to be a force in the playoffs, and and people are starting to realize that now. If they get to the eighth seed, they got to play the Oklahoma. Well, I said, well, maybe the seventh seed. I mean, San Antonio and Oklahoma City are one and two. They can play Easily. San Antonio, and they're going to lose against San Antonio. Yeah. That's a machine because they're not red. I, they're old, I, just like the Lakers are. Well, look at the old Lakers and look at the old San Antonio. Yeah, but the Lakers got a bunch of new pieces. It'll be interesting to see what and happens. I don't think uh, anybody's really freaking out that the Lakers. Uh, you know, they, have they you watched Sports Center in the last month? Well, they, I don't, they, well, the Lakers, the Lakers, uh, 
that's that's the team to talk about. Mm-hmm. They're not freaking out and say because I don't think most people care except you unless you're a Laker fan that they don't make the playoffs. You look at the Steve Nash, you look at uh, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Paul Gasol, the other role players. You think they should be in the playoffs already? You think they should be that? Two or three seat right now, even with the chemistry they have to mesh together. Because you got three guys over there new. Yeah, but they brought they brought Steve Nash, who's the ball dominant point guard, who's who's used to run the, the team by himself. Dwight Howard no, no, is used no. to get is used uh, to get Steve Nash was he passed first, but right, we, I we know. talked about he can shoot, but he's ball dominant. So, but I thought that was good that he went to the Lakers because he can bring the ball up, do what he has to do. If he had to shoot, if he missed, I don't care if Steve Nash, Steve Nash missed ten shots in a row, that guy will make that eleventh one to win the game. But then ball dominant. He brings that up and give it to Kobe or Powell. I thought he and Powell would have a good pick-and-roll combination and when he got there. It, it, things are starting to. Dwight Howard used to get in the ball 40 times a game, uh, not necessarily take shots, but the touches are what's important for a big man because he can't, he can't do that himself. Yeah, It's it's starting to cultivate. They're starting to make things happen. It's starting, you're starting to see the tendencies of teammates starting to know where everybody else is, and it's, it's going to be really interesting coming down the stretch. Out of, out of their last 28 games, only 16 of them – are against teams that are, as of right now, playoff teams. How so did, how this is going to be, it should, it should be a pretty interesting, they only they have 14 games on the road, 14 at home, after the All-Star break. So I, I think I think good things are on the on the horizon for Lakers fans. Well, I, I hope so. I'd like to see the Lakers, you know, I think everybody wants to see the Lakers into the, uh, Cindy, y'all got something going on? Yeah, brother, Let's talk about brother, baseball. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does the NBA, or the association, I should say. Well, to see the Lakers in the playoffs, yep. and that's the only thing that really matters. I can care less if those guys miss the playoffs. I think they have another year together. Kobe will play two to three more years. Dwight will be there. He is signed. Steve Nash, two to three more years, two, and then um, Dwight will be the face of the team, and yeah. they'll build around him. Then they'll find him a guard. It's easily find a guard. You look like what Kyrie Irving doing in and um, in Cleveland. This guy's a monster. Yeah, I can't see. The Lakers not getting Darren Williams or Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul stayed there. Chris Paul's in love with, with the Clippers. So L A. Yeah. I think it's L A. Because he he did try to go. Then they vetoed the deal when he was going to the, the yeah. Lakers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for reminding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, well, he would have been hurt. You said he would have been hurt anyway. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. No, Chris Paul is is injury prone. Well, the little sister Clippers to the Lakers. I I, I think I think that he that. Is a perfect team in position, a play away. They got Chauncey Billups, who can still yeah, miss a big yeah. shot. He's, no, he'll be back. Um, he's getting old, the, isn't he? Everybody yeah. gets old. That yeah, but, mean they well, can, like, but the way he yeah. plays, I mean, he's like Ron Harper and Brian Shaw. They played till their late 30s, yeah. and they were very serviceable. Yeah. Especially we just yeah, become a, like, like Jason Kidd just become a three-point shooter. Wasn't he in New York like two years ago, and then he broke something, and he fell and broke Chauncey Billups his, hurt himself, yeah. His knee. His knee popped out. See you. Yeah, so Colorado, yeah. That's the only reason why that one pops into my head. Because he's a CU boy. Okay. All right, the Lakers, done. They had been <laughs> done. Um, we got down and dirty with Deborah. Sure. All right, let's get down and dirty then. All right, I'm going to talk about... Uh, oh, you want to put your uh, Carmax on? Because you was... Uh... No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to rub it all over your chest here in a minute. Just keep it up. I, I need that. Uh, what's that hot stuff you put on your chest? That vaporizer? Yeah, exactly. Vicks. Vaporize. Vicks yeah. Get some Vicks. Put it all over your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, all so- then. <laughs> We're going to talk about how average isn't good enough. Uh, we're going into the off season right now, and probably at least 95% of the current veteran players out there are now going to be considered average. 
You know, we look at, because you know, they're amongst, among the best of the best, and when you're at that level, now you start to become average unless you really excel and stand out. You've got college players that are going into the combines and the pro days. Scouts look at them, they consider them average. You know, you've got these guys that are playing in the senior bowls and all the different games. Scouts look at them and say, you know, I'm looking for the one that stands out. I'm looking for the one that can really play under pressure the same as they do once you're in the pros. One of the things that we've got to realize is that these guys, that their body and their mind is their business. It's their money maker. If they don't keep up on um, how they can excel, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, now they go back to being average. And look, I, I look at, uh, was it Gronkowski that's out there partying again in Vegas? You know, what is he doing to his body to be able to prepare himself for what's going to be coming up? I want to make sure that people understand you got to get a grip. You've got to get a grip and understand that, you know, there's a problem with being average. No one, no one gives a crap about somebody who's average. You know, they get lumped, um, lumped in with everybody else. They're considered a commodity. They're in, you know, they're, um, they're out. You know, they're, they're dispensable. You know, they can be out and the next guy in in a click of a fingers. And that could be players or coaches or anybody in business. It doesn't matter. There's also a pattern, a pattern where you can get stuck in average, where you can attempt to get out, but unless you know what to do and how to do it, you're going to be stuck amongst the group, which means you're not going to be standing out. Guys tend to go back when they get in that level where they start to understand that they better do something different. Um, the problem is a pattern they go back to is doing the same thing that they've been doing and thinking they're going to get new and different results. They get stuck in a rut. And the reality is you've got to be able to outsmart the obvious. You've got to be able to look at what is your elusive edge. How are you going to make the money you deserve and get the respect from your peers that you so desire by breaking out of the average because now average is your new baseline. When you're really going for excellence, you're going for that rare air. And to know and understand, uh, I want to go through about seven steps of what you do when you're pursuing excellence. And one of the things, the first thing is to realize that excellence is a pursuit. It doesn't end. It's something you're continuously working at. The second thing is that you don't just set goals. You set idealistic goals, goals, are, goals that are outside your current um, limit so that you know you've got something to work towards. Three is that you've got to train your mind to be able to help your body exceed. Your mind is so incredibly powerful that you can talk to your body in a way that actually helps you increase your skill level and increase your ability to exceed. You also, number four, need to manage your emotions to know how to control them so they don't control you. Five is to stop making the excuses, stop procrastinating, to you know, quit looking at why you can't do something or pointing fingers at everybody else who is excelling and thinking that that's a problem for you. Six is it's your responsibility. It is your responsibility to pursue excellence. Seven is you've got to build routines, routines that can ensure you that you're going to have the confidence and the consistency to not stay where you are, but to actually be able to continue to pursue and excel into that next level. Average is unacceptable. Just because you're succeeding does not mean that you're excelling. One thing is you need to know that it can take one or two little tweaks and all of a sudden it can catapult you into that next level of success and into that next income bracket. I was, that was interesting. Great. I'm, 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 they always I'm, are. Why do you sound so surprised? Because I'm talking about today. <laughs> Tomorrow I might not be surprised about it. Because uh, when you were talking about great, good, and average, um, well, I added some great stuff to it. 
because I, I think about guys like Kobe, um, uh, Jordan, Larry Bird, those guys, uh, Isaiah Thomas, those guys were able to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you go from you go from uh, being great, being this guy, and then when you let's say you're 12 years down the road, let's say you seven to 10 years down the road, you become a a good player, a still service player, but you reinvent yourself. You know, you can Jordan. What, what I noticed from Jordan, and then I watched Kobe do the same thing was that turnaround, that 12 footer. Now, now you just posting up, turning around, hitting the 12 footer instead of driving all the time, getting beat up. Right. You add five more years to your life, and most find another way to get it done. You find another way to get it done, and mm-hmm. you practice on them. But those guys practice on. Them. They're going to the gym hours before a game, and then hours after the game. It's, it seems like they never get tired because they work on their craft and they put themselves mentally. Uh, in that position while they're practicing, this is what's going to happen on game day. And, well, and it's and the same thing with um, uh, Jordan. Is he used to practice more than anybody else, but he would practice the basics. He didn't practice all the trick shots and stuff because when you practice the basics over and over and over again, then when you got three guys hanging on you, you can be creative in the yeah, moment because everything else too. is instinctual. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The, the one that I think average isn't good enough. The only person that really comes to my mind is Ray Allen. He's he's always known for going to the gym three hours before the game starts. Only person in the gym, leading three point uh, makes leader uh, in, in NBA history. Yeah, he just shoots and shoots and shoots. He doesn't have to on pure talent alone. Uh, and he's what thirty seven now, I think. Ray, Ray Allen. Yeah. Yeah. If he didn't do this starting in the beginning of his career, he would have been out of the league five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, because he he wouldn't. He would have just been that. He would have been that guy who was a franchise guy, go to a team and, and just be one of the guys. Then now he's coming off the bench for a, a team that probably would end up in the finals again. That the Miami Heat, but he is very serviceable. He right. he could start for the Miami Heat if he wanted to. I mean, if they wanted him to, um, well, but he, he posts to- up to what Alex was saying. He mm-hmm. posts up in the corner. I rather he's another guy shoot all day until you miss. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. The guys like that, they're doing what other people aren't willing to do. They're putting in the time mentally, physically, and emotionally to make sure that their moneymaker, their right. body, their mind, their emotions are going to work for them on game day. Because younger guys come in the league, they're going to run right by you. So now you got to force them. And Ray's one of those guys who just run up and down the court side mm-hmm. to side because he want to get that getaway in of a pick. And just all he needs is a second to post up and shoot. Yeah. It's, and he's reinventing, he's reinventing himself to be that guy, and that's why he's still in the league because he could have easily been on the league five well, years ago. And that's where we go back to somebody having true wisdom because when you have knowledge, that's just good table talk. That's just you know a lot of great information. Right. But when you have knowledge plus experience, now you've got something to work with, and then you bring in insight. Now you can look at the knowledge and experience that you have. You have an insight about it as to what is it that you're going to be able to do, do better, do different, and that brings you into the point of wisdom. Let me ask you guys a question about uh, Anquan. What kind of player is he? I mean, on a level of great to good to average. I, I, we know he's not average by far. Anquan no. Bolden? Anquan Bolden. He's bumping up against yep. excellence. Yeah. He just yeah. was never given a real shot in Baltimore. Oh, like, like, like with, oh I'll say this. When Tory, okay, go ahead. I'll say this to what you were saying. I'm just, when he was here in Arizona, they talked about Fitz, mm-hmm. and they talked about Anquan. Anquan was the heart and soul of that mm-hmm. he offense. Was. He was the Larry Sinners of my team uh, when I played. Anquan was that guy. Um, and then you saw how his passion come out mm-hmm. on the sideline where he and Todd Haley was arguing. That wasn't an argument. That was a 
that, maybe, both of them have maybe, the same passion. So that's caring. Tori Smith, Larry Fitzgerald, much more marketable than a guy that just goes out and does his job. Yeah. With, with, without saying anything, they should have paid him, kept him in Arizona. That was a, that was a huge mistake. Huge on their mistake. Part. Huge and they, mistake. they make a lot of. And, and what did I text you before the Super Bowl? I'm and like, Anquan Bolden MVP. will win the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he could have. If, he could have. If, if, Jacoby, if, the, if that pass was incomplete to Jacoby Jones, uh-huh. Anquan Bolden would have won the, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP. I think he still was, he should have shared it with I the Flacco. I think he should have. But, yeah. Because yeah, it, he just goes out and does his job. That's Hines, all he does. I think about him. I think about Heinz Ward. They go out there and do their yeah, job. Yeah, but Heinz Ward is known for, known for being a dirty player with blocking and all the bad hits and stuff. There's something else that comes out with that. Heinz Anquan Ward, Bolden you just, know he was going to do that. Anquan did that here in Arizona. He was he going. Go after you and block you. Yeah, but Anquan Bolden. Did, so is he? He was uh, just a strong. He's stronger. He's like a Ron Artest. He, he's just stronger than anybody else in his position. No, 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 no. No, like, I, I know what you're saying. Like he's just a brick, and he goes across the middle that that a lot of people won't do. Okay, Cindy, I know when she points you. Well, no? real, real quick. Okay, well, this, well, here's what we're gonna do. Since y'all brothers and sisters are gonna argue about <laughs> who's gonna talk next, we're gonna take a break and we come back. We'll go right to Cindy. How about that? I like yes. that. After me. Yeah. And me and yeah. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. Lift, you're trying to get out. Just follow me. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them. But you won't take this thing off these words before I say them. Cause ain't no way I'm gonna let you stop. He's gonna let it play. I like it. No, well. Oh, well. No, Eminem, that's the real deal right there. This guy, lyrically. I love Eminem. He's a genius. Mm hmm. Kanye is a genius. He's an idiot. At most I just times. heard a new guy that's going to be a genius. Kelly so. James this weekend. Twice I heard him. He's amazing. You only hit him twice and he'll be a genius. He's check him out. You'd like him. And two and two. He opened for OAR at Bird's Nest on Friday, uh, and then he played again at the W plays, and he's amazing. You'd uh, like him. Well, you got to start from somewhere. Some guys started. Look what Apple did. It, didn't he start in their garage? 
or Max. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got to start somewhere. Uh, we were talking about Equan, and uh, I think uh, let's just—I'm just gonna say we all agreed that he's a—he's uh, a—I uh, think he's great. It'll be I interesting to great. see what he does next year because if he can take what he's done this year and in the postseason and then in and the Super Bowl and move into well, next he, year I and build he, on it, he get that, is get that third contract. No, get but that, I think that, um, that third contract will be still in uh, mm-hmm. if he gets crazy numbers. But he's still Anquan. To me, he's still Anquan. So, but I think to what you're saying, it, it build he. He goes out and do his job, mm-hmm. and and he reminds the defensive back that you cannot cover me. Once he's on his game, he's on his game. Mm-hmm. Now he has somebody whose confidence level done went up a hundred times. And Flacco, yeah. even though Flacco's done what he did in the, uh, or is it did what he's done in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. He did stuff. He did things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, um, this is not an English. Uh, no, no, we're not. We're, <laughs> not uh, we're no red pencils to correct your English. But here. he, um, I know I'll be out. I'll be expelled. <laughs> but he, um, he has a confidence level now. That he's he can put it in his back of his head, mind, and say, I've done what no other quarterback in the history of the NFL has yeah. done, and now my confidence level up. Now I'm paid. I don't have to worry about all that stuff. Let me go out and play football, yeah. and that'll benefit Anquan and, and, and the rest of those guys. And that's one thing to the point of uh, getting a Flacco contract. They can't keep both of them. If they give yeah. Flacco, if they give Flacco, Buku, uh, Drew Brees money, uh-huh. Anquan Bolton's gone. Well, won't so that'll be interesting to see if, if they Flacco. if they take if Flacco will take a little bit of a cut. If he oh, gets yeah, yeah, if he gets yeah. half guaranteed or something, yeah. if he gets the forty million guaranteed or whatever that Drew Brees got or whatever uh, it was, that's a win. Yeah. So I mean, but you got to you got to if you think without you think Anquan Bolden, he's that receiving core done is it goes yeah. from an A minus to a C plus. Cindy, let's, uh, I said I was going to come to you first, but Alex will talk right over you. Yep. Uh, it's okay. I'll be last. <laughs> um, no, what I like about Anquan Bolden too is that he plays hard no matter what he does. We had a Kurt Warner flag football one of his charity events and. Um, Anquan was our all-time, all-time quarterback, and he broke a guy's finger. And he's the quarterback in college. Yeah, well, he plays hard, but he plays hard no matter what he does. This is a charity event, and he broke a guy's finger who he wouldn't get it set because he wanted to tell everybody that Anquan Bolden made his finger go that out guy to the side like idiot. that. that like, all these guys had like the, they had X's Take all over their chests all day because yeah. he was throwing it so hard. And I mean, he goes hard no matter what he does, and that's what impresses me. It's like me, Kobe in the All Star game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 Olympics too. Right. Um, Cindy, Mark Grace. Um, yeah, Mark Grace was, um, this is talking to all, our point earlier. Be, yeah, first of all, he has a tournament Friday at the Phoenician, and we're playing in it. Well, I'm playing in it. Um, but uh, this is the Mark Grace segment, so let's talk about Mark Grace. Okay, well, um, no, I just, he was, he went to court and pled guilty. Um, he was charged with four felony counts of aggravated DUI back in September, October, or something like that. And he pled guilty to one count of felony and one count misdemeanor, one count felony endangerment, and a misdemeanor DUI. So he's going to be serving four months um, work release. So he'll be out 12 hours to work. Basically, he'll be sleeping in jail for the next four months. Is that fair? Um, Give it, I think uh, that gives. I think that speaks to what we were discussing earlier about um, people's forgiveness. I think if if someone does something where the fans feel like they've actually paid their dues and have four months. Four months work release. Yeah, I know. Four months. But my question He's is, what DUI. is he doing to rehabilitating himself so he comes out of it and isn't going to go out and kill somebody? And I would like to, uh, good point, good comment. I'd like to see if um, he comes out and he starts doing programs now, like genuinely doing programs that that he's passionate about because he's given, this might be his third this or fourth chance. This mm-hmm. is third this or fourth chance. Yeah. And I heard someone and say, like too, Mark he got Griffin. one a long time ago. This was his second in 15 months, but yeah. I heard this is the third overall. He had one in Chicago, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, if he takes it and uses it for the greater good, maybe, and changes What his if he comes out and changes life like um, Ray Lewis? Did go, professing. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you... I don't well, see who, him as being a professing kind of guy, but, but yeah, if he Ray becomes Ray Lewis talked about God. You can, you can, whatever spirit or being... Whatever you call whatever, it. Yeah, yeah, whatever you got to go to to make yourself do right if he can use this and make it work for him the other thing that was first the the d made a big deal about the fact that he was no longer going to be a broadcaster um that it was going to cost him his job well his it did, co- didn't it? he's coaching now right. for the d-backs uh-huh that's well, he's, that's in the, he's minor league. He's in the minor, he's in the leagues. minor leagues. Yeah. But that's so he can work his way, way right back up yeah it's building yep. his credit back up yeah yeah that, that's so, but they made such a big deal, and I, I fought the D-backs in that for being so. They it, at the time it was like, well, we told them if he got a second one, we weren't gonna. It, it wasn't exactly. gonna be acceptable, and he was gonna lose his job. Well, he really didn't lose his job. They just de- changed so, his job. So they it, didn't lose it. They the changed question it. I ask is uh, after you, you know, you you said about Mike Grace and his situation, circumstances. Is it fair? Um. In your opinion. I think that because I don't. I, I don't you, think you, so. I you, think a normal, a regular person like on the street um, the, would not have gotten that deal. That's always how it's been. It's yeah. the nature of the beast. It, it's not fair or unfair. It, 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 it just it, it is, is what it is. It is, but it's well. It is, but what I if think it was he's messing else? with my well, in a DUI situation too. I think he needs to be held more accountable because he's driving on the same streets that I'm driving on, and I don't want to be driving on the streets of somebody. But he's that been on I'd, TV before. I was he's played professional sports uh, before. That's just how it is. So that makes it okay. This conversation yeah, that that makes that it, it, it makes that sentencing <laughs> absolutely okay. That but he's the, been on. You knew that he but, wasn't going to go to jail for ten me, years. Okay, Alex, let me play devil's advocate because he. Um, I agree with you. He's um, he's been warned twice before yep. this. Now, he's got a problem. That first, he does. That first time, he could have killed somebody. Now he's he did it a second time. Cost him his job with the uh, Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks finds a way to put him back in his spotlight. So, okay, you could say he's doing some positive thing. This is work release. I think the Diamondbacks job was a work release program anyway, so he can come out. So he's yeah, not spending no, four months in and jail. And I agree with that. But now it's the third time. He did it a third time. So. Okay, so he's the cornerstone, one of the cornerstones of the Arizona Diamondbacks franchise, correct? Correct. One of them. <clears throat> Luis Gonzalez, obviously, is number one, I would say. Uh, and they traded away pro- potentially what about, one of the yeah, next uh, ones. Womack was there, too. Yeah, Tony Womack. Junior Spivey, of course. Shout out. Yeah, uh, no, man. but I mean, but Mark Grace was one of the veterans that came in during the expansion, and he became one of the cornerstones of baseball in Arizona. He yeah. did. Uh-huh. So the rules don't apply to him any more than they don't apply to Ray Lewis or anybody that's a cornerstone of a franchise. It just doesn't happen. Well, my question is, when you ask about fair, there's always two sides of fairness. There's a fairness to Mark Grace, and there's a fairness to the rest of the community. So who are we going to be fair to? The famous one. The famous one. It's always the famous one. Most time it's like that, but uh, let me go back to this then. And we only got three minutes, so let me be fair. Michael Vick wasn't treated fair fair at all. He wasn't treated fair. People love dogs more than they love humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah? He wasn't treated fair. You don't... Two years in prison, Michael Vick, if if he was... Michael Jones, then yeah. he would have never did a day in jail. He'd have been just yeah. like the rest of those guys. He was Michael Vick, uh, and, and I thought the whole thing about him is he just lied to Arthur Blank, and then everything just started snowballing after that. So we talking about fairness to Michael Vick or fairness to the community or fairness to people who love dogs. They went on a rant to get this guy in jail, to federal time. Yeah. This guy's in Leavenworth. Yeah, well, he, he killed Dog. a breathing Dog. creature. Yeah, Mark Grace didn't kill anybody. Yet. Mark Grace. Yet, yeah. Well, did did he kill somebody or not? No. 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 Okay. So, period. Did he kill somebody or not? So no. right now he is not. So. So you saying all those other sports where they fight animals are, are legal? 
like no, cockfighting and no, all that stuff. No, but I'm saying the difference between Michael, the distinction between the two is that he killed a living thing I'm over playing, and over I'm and over again. I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate, but uh, and he well, was let me say I'm playing normal advocate. to his culture. You know, and again, I love animals. Let, let me, I will um, fight for animals yeah, at any no, time. Yeah. I'm not but, saying but, it was. I'm not saying any of this is that, correct. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Deborah, because all he had to say in Virginia, we fight dogs. And they would say, put a stop to it. Now, if you do it after that, you're in trouble. They told Mark Gray, stop dr- drinking and driving. He kept drinking and driving. And then this is all he got. Yep. He's not doing federal time. He's basically not doing anything. Mean, He's not doing anything. I know some guys have been on work release that I play with. Send talk about the tournament. Our golf tournament? No, somebody else's. Yeah. Or the Phoenix Open golf tournament. Let's do the NFL alumni one. golf tournament is coming up March 11th at the Legacy Golf you, you Tournament. You got something? No, there's one minute left. Oh, and how do they get a hold of you to sign <laughs> up? And um, email me at cindy.klf, as in Kwame Lasseter Foundation, at gmail.com. Red Nick and, and Cindy is spelled how? Stop it. C-I-N-D-Y <laughs> dot K-L-F at gmail.com. Get a hold of her. Yeah. It's going to be fun, people. It's coming up real quick. We're going to uh, rock it. Sponsors are on sale right now. On sale. Well, that's why Cindy does the announcements, <laughs> I guess. Sponsorship <laughs> is on sale right now. <laughs> That's it. All right. Come on, Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, uh, Deborah Debris, Sydney Liska. We have about 10 seconds left when we use that to let the music play. How about that? Way to go, Phil. Phil what? Phil, Phil, oh, Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Great job. Great job. Yeah, it's a circus He's still out got there. that goofy, dumb look that I don't like, but great job. He was amazing. It's gone from being a golf tournament to being a circus. He it's went from, uh, yeah. He went from... Um, Too many high heels for golf. Oh, my goodness. There was borderline stripper club out there. <laughs> Waste management was a borderline stripper club. If anybody was, cares about golf, it's not the place to be. It's not not there. They looking for husbands. Hi, we <laughs> On that <laughs> you, note, you've never said a truer thing. Or a one or a one night stand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anybody right, we'll see with you guys, money uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.